0: To slip angle. angle show I'm Austin Cabot and I'm Adam Jare and I'm actually sitting next wow. to you again
1: you are yeah, uh, we' are actually at grid life cart battle we're always at a grid life event. here at k1 speed <laughs> in Addison Illinois uh, this is the same place that we did our little uh, listener cart yeah, our, our thing last year night. which uh, was a lot of fun
0: uh, this uh, this is only the second time I've been here um, I was here when it was chicago indoor racing once okay but that's uh, yeah, a cool facility it's huge
1: yeah it really we, is we found
0: ourselves a back corner i've actually
1: i've never been this far back yeah. in the facility
0: i feel like we're in a different building because it's like a thousand foot walk from where holly's doing registrations <laughs> <laughs> and people are doing like 45 miles an hour in carts right yeah, out there right outside that window it's pretty that's awesome a fast corner yeah. We, yeah. we have we do have a guest we got uh is it chris or christopher miller Yes. What do you prefer, uh, Chris?
2: Chris will work. <laughs> yeah. we,
0: we know you through uh, working with uh, with you through our Grid Life event uh, event series. Uh, you're with PowerStop, and you've been uh, at all of our events. So that's a, that's how I got to know you.
2: Most most all the so, events. Yeah, yeah. Um, I missed a couple of them because of some conflicts last yeah. year.
0: So uh, what uh, what's your background in automotive stuff?
2: Um, always tinkered with cars, trucks, jeeps, doing buggies motorcycles um anything with a motor pretty much anything with wheels. a wheels you know i never had a proper cart which is a detriment i think
0: I, i've never had a real one either i had like really? a kitty go-kart five horsepower i actually wanted but... to
2: buy yours austin oh yeah and then justin bought it uh, yeah he, and now he's posting yeah, pictures of him <laughs> racing it two days ago in the 40 degree weather uh yeah you know i've always had cars um i was a dsm enthusiast for a long time yeah i just um, found out that you worked at ams for a little while huh yeah, yeah. I used to have my, uh, I had a first-gen DSM, and I had it worked on at TAD Motorsports, which is pre-AMS. It's where Adam, who used to be at AMS, and he's now at AD Motorsports, uh, he was a mechanic there. It was a rally shop. Mm-hmm. He left there and was like, hey, you know, my friends just started a company. Why don't you come over and, you know, we'll work on your car there. Worked on my car there. I spent a lot of free time hanging out there. Um and then it just kinda walked into a job there and I was I think I was the fourth employee at AMS. Oh wow. Way
0: back, yeah. They gotta have like forty some employees now. Oh god. I walked in there,
2: I went I went over to visit a couple months ago and it's what they've built it into is it's outstanding. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's incredible. I'm lucky enough, I get to go there for work occasionally. And yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's a very nice facility. Have you seen the new R&D facility that they just opened up, I have, up as a matter of fact. Yeah, I, yeah had to de- I
2: actually had to deliver some breaks to one of the employees oh, over nice. there. So okay. I got to see it. Um, yeah, and I work with the um, the engineering and machine shop next door, okay. uh, MDI. Yeah. So I'm always in the area for some reason or the other. Awesome. But yeah, I worked at AMS from 2000 to 2004. Yeah. Um, I rode off cars for a while. I rode off modified cars. <laughs> I fell into the the you, habit of buy, build, sell, buy, build, sell. Yeah. Um, so
0: you you did cars the expensive way.
2: Well, I worked at AMS, and they're very generous about oh, I mean, but the buy,
0: buy, build, and then sell, usually the build part is just an insert tons of money and then don't get it back out. So I
2: got to insert tons of money minus a good discount. That's so good. I, That's a plus. I would say I, I net lost, yeah. but not... Not what it could have been? No. Yeah, not your no. entire paycheck. I've only net lost slow. on a couple of cars. There, there's, I have what I call a couple of my car regrets. Yeah. I owned a 49 CJ3A Jeep. Oh, cool. I bought for $500 oh, awesome. when I was young, and I tore it apart because I was going to make a rock crawler and basically gave the parts away. And if I would have just left it running the way it was, it would have been incredible these days. And I had uh, an early Bronco that wow. had all of the the factory options, a third gas tank, some... Yeah some weird parts on it, and I sold that with a 351C in it that made Mm. a lot of power for $8,500.
0: Wow. Yeah. Those are worth a lot of money now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Just If I would have just put it away and even spent hundred dollars a month to store it, I yeah. would still probably be up twenty grand at this point. Yeah,
0: yeah, those are.
2: And now I want one, of course, and I'm not going to go out and spend twenty or thirty prettiest, for one.
0: Uh, trucks ever, in my opinion, they're gorgeous. You know,
2: you make some mistakes. Yeah. I really like
1: what Icon is doing, Jonathan oh, Ward. So, oh, I think God. that's those a big things part are part
2: just...
0: of the reason that they're worth
2: a lot of money
1: too. I really, well, yeah, I...
2: those in the FJ, the FJ 40s of the the 70s, and yeah, I mean,
1: if I could have an Icon, you know, either FJ and Bronco, and then a Singer Porsche. Life would be complete.
0: It's only like well, seven hundred grand. Yeah,
1: you that's a lot that. of yeah, money. Yeah, not a big deal. You got that, bro. Yeah, I mean, the singer well, show alone. You got that podcast money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. All Have that. Have you
2: money. done a, a podcast from Singer yet? Being a you No, I
1: I want to go. I want to go see them. Where in California are they? They're in San Francisco. Uh, they're up in no, they're they're up in the valley, aren't they? Yeah. Well yeah. oh, yeah. I didn't know they were near. Yeah, either. they're just north okay. of. For some reason, I thought they were way up north.
2: Theoretically, in your hood, if there's not a lot of traffic, yeah, you know, it could be. Or they could be three
1: states over, you know,
0: depending on how much traffic. You could be 12 miles from Austin or three states from me, and it's about the same driving distance, (laughs) time-wise.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. So Um, yeah, I uh, and then I rode off cars for a while. I moved out of state, um, and then I got into motorcycles. got back into cars a little bit, got back into Jeeps, which kind of goes way back to my roots. Um, I started shooting pictures for PowerStop uh, with a business partner a while ago, and then I took on the job of social media manager in uh, May of 2015. Okay. okay. Uh, that quickly turned into brand manager um, in motorsports relationships, um, sponsorships, event handling, Media creation—it's—it's it's well, a little that's bit. That's why we now. got to know you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that is why.
0: <laughs> You'd be the guy we would deal with.
2: <laughs> and it's yeah, it's been a pretty crazy ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's
1: before you came to the company. I don't think there was a lot of brand awareness um, there, with PowerStop, at least in the enthusiast crowd, as much. Yeah. Yeah. There
2: wasn't, and that was originally. So my boss uh, at PowerStop—he was the one who contracted us in for the photos, and he knew that in. My other life that I started, I had had a company, a tech company in Austin. He was like, oh, you know, what, what can we do with social media? And I kind of wrote him an outline of this is what you should do. And he looked it over and he said, well, would you just like the job doing it? And it took me a long time to agree to work for another company. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, I worked for a 24-hour fitness for a while, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that I've worked for a company outside of myself since like 07. Oh, okay. really? It had been a while, okay, but uh, it's it was a good move. So you Power moved Stop back from company. here, or from Austin to here? <laughs> well, if you really want the, so I did Chicago. I moved to Vegas. Yeah, Vegas back to Chicago to Vegas to Beijing to <laughs> Chicago. To Vegas, to Chicago, to Austin, to Chicago. Interesting.
1: Yeah, sounds like a flight attendant's like monthly schedule. Yeah. It might as
2: well be. <laughs> that, that's interesting.
0: It <laughs> was. It was a great ride. Um, how uh, How has uh, been working at PowerStop treated? Do you like it there? Or? I love it. Yeah, I've been it, there yeah. going on two years then. Or
2: yeah, coming yeah. up on my two year anniversary. Yeah. The um, The culture there is really good. Upper management, yeah. really, for lack of a better term, has their shit together. You know, I, yeah. I
0: really didn't know anything about them until about PowerStop at all. Until you went and hung out there, last yeah. Last year.
1: last February, yeah. we had a um, had a meeting, and yeah. that's kind of what
0: got GridLife involved with yeah, PowerStop a little bit.
1: Yeah, so. and the the facility is just gigantic. I had no idea. You're in what Bedford Park? Bedford Park, yeah, yeah right by Midway.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, eight well, minutes. Eight yeah. minutes from Midway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's very very close.
1: Now, what's the, what's the history of PowerStop? How long has PowerStop been around for?
2: Oh, 12 years now, I believe, in the current iteration. Okay. Um, it was a dying brand that uh, three or four guys got together um, and bought.
0: Were they just like a brake remanufacturer, caliper remanufacturer? They had
2: worked in the... The, the guys had all worked in the industry in okay. some way or another as an engineer in sales or resale or yeah. distribution. Yeah. Um, and they got together and they bought this brand that was had some some good roots, but yeah. needed needed to fill. A, it, they ne- they knew that they needed to fill a gap in the market. There was really cheap shitty brakes, and there was very expensive, very good brakes, and there was a huge gap in the middle. And they they thought that they could make a a brake that was very high quality, good quality control, great materials, for a price that wasn't outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hit the nail on the head. And then, you have to excuse the years. I'm going to take a flying guess that 2009 or 2010, we introduced the one-click brake kit, which it it still blows my mind to hear this. But nobody had kitted like an axle kit hmm. up until that point.
0: Yeah. So you just and click on it, you buy all the parts of it. One-click brakes. brake kit, yeah.
2: and we absolutely dominated. You just sell in that a space. ton of those. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. As a well, company, we've grown. F- more than double digits year over year over year. That's over just year an wow. easy
1: button for brake overhaul, essentially.
2: It is, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and the market has followed. You know, What's now- the
0: biggest uh, kind of market, like, generation-wise? Is it modern stuff, or are you dealing with a lot of older stuff in, your gener- in the general brake?
2: So categories? I would say that our biggest generation of vehicles that we sell is probably mid-90s through mid-2000s. So, like, the,
0: the cars that okay. people are driving and they're fixing.
2: Absolutely, yeah, it's
0: not like restoration or brand new stuff.
2: But no, we've got reasonable. some guys that are doing uh, resto mod stuff, where they're putting like C five zero six brakes on an older vet, things like that. Right, yeah, upgrade. And you guys um, have the
1: capabilities to provide all of that stuff as well. Absolutely, don't you? we. Yeah.
2: So we we warehouse. We actually just had a, a big sales meeting, so I learned a couple of facts. We have a really really good team in place um, mm-hmm. in the rotor pad. Hardware and sensor uh, areas we have a ninety like a ninety nine percent fill rate we wow. 're not back ordered wow or anything wow. Um, so to your point, yes, we have everything in stock yeah. You know, I mean, you've seen the facility. Yeah, touring your facility. How many,
1: how many square feet is that? Uh, somewhere me, between
2: 300 and 400,000.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gigantic. Yeah, it's a it's, city blocker, too. It's massive.
2: <laughs> and we just took on a new new facility. Oh, did you? To expand the caliper division. Okay, awesome. Calipers is the, the one area where we were having trouble filling because we just could not, the, the demand was too high. Yeah. You're, you're so rebuilding
0: OEM calipers, then? Correct. Yeah.
2: Correct. So we've invested yeah. in... Uh, a large facility to to start taking some of the stuff that we outsourced that was taking three weeks and turning that turnaround time into three days. Yeah, um, I think that's so, really
0: cool that you're rebuilding stuff right in Chicago too. I mean, you're yeah. not you're not sending you know containers to China. No, uh, no, doing and it right in house in Chicago. And we
2: you know we we try and run very lean and we run with as little. Um, Garbage as possible, you know. It's and everything's
1: refinished, and I mean, you know, some of the stuff that I saw was was very nice.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and for the most part, with with most calipers, you've got a bracket, you've got a caliper, and then everything that goes onto it is new, including new slides
0: um, and new rubber and new everything. Everything,
2: absolutely everything. Uh, New upgraded seals, upgraded pistons, if applicable, pistons of the same quality or better for everything. Um, And then even coming down to you know, like a, a fixed caliper, like a four-piston Evo caliper. Yeah, yeah. The cross bolt, bolts that hold the two halves together, we replace those two. Oh, wow. Okay. We do not reuse hardware. Okay. Um, it just doesn't make sense, you yeah. know.
0: So just castings and forgings the only thing you reuse. Everything's changed right. out. So That's do you cool. guys
1: usually, um, when they're sold through resellers, uh, do you, you guys collect cores from them? or?
2: We do. We have a core buyback program. Okay. Um, yeah. Other, the, otherwise, where do you start with right. getting the stuff? There use? are places to buy cores. They're becoming harder and harder to buy. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, especially the aluminum stuff. Right. You know, aluminum. You can you can only rework aluminum so many times. Oh, yeah, right. And we don't sense. repair. If it's not reworkable, it goes to recycle. Okay. That's just yeah, okay. the way. You're not welding it
0: is. on Brembo calipers and fixing mm, them. No, we're uh, not welding on anything.
2: <laughs> well,
1: one reason I ask is because there's there's a lot of lower trim level vehicles that you could upgrade to the higher trim level vehicle calipers. But yep. if you don't have a core, you know, obviously it makes it a little bit harder. But yeah. obviously, you know, exactly. talking about kits and things like that. Yeah, is... and
2: our, our retailers do a good job of building that core cost into the part yeah. and then letting the, the end user know that they can go to our website, they can grab the, the form, fill it out. You know, you just put your, your name and everything on it. You put your order number where you bought it from send it in to us, and we send a check back out for it. You know, we, oh, wow. we oh, do wow. buy them straight back. Okay. Directly to them, huh? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, awesome. we handle that in-house. Okay. Um, which is, it makes it a, a fairly yeah, it quick it, process. Yeah, it
1: streamlines it a lot more. And
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, more applicable to our core audience, you guys have uh, the new track day line of brake pads. And, we do. And, and um, rotors and, and Just cats. about
2: the time that I came into the company, we were probably halfway through testing on our first vehicle, for track day, which is a 0606. Great platform to test on. Fun platform to have as a a company vehicle. We ended up giving that vehicle away on TV, but that kind of built, we wanted to build a pad for the first-time track user or for the casual track user, and we ended up far surpassing that want. Um,
0: yeah, it sounds like the heat fade resistance, I mean, you can get these things pretty hot. It's right on we, par with a lot of the common race pads. I so. have
2: to say that we tested a lot. You know, we've we've tested a lot of compounds, and we came upon this compound that became Track Day and Track Day Spec that, you know, has a functional range of 60 degrees Fahrenheit ambient all the way up to, you know, 1,300 or so degrees uh, when heated up. Um, obviously, being a track pad, it has a bit of a sweet spot up above 180 or 200 degrees, but it's a pad that you can put on any vehicle. You can pull out of the paddock in the morning onto the front straightaway, and if you had to make a panic stop, you could. Right, a- and um, that's
0: also a little bit more applicable to like your autocrossers. And, absolutely. Um like more high-speed autocross, mm-hmm. and I think it's a, it's kind of a big problem. You get, a, Especially with, like, Austin and I, we deal with a lot of people who've never been on the track before. Every mm-hmm. event, we've got 50 beginners sometimes, or, you know, 20 to 50 beginners, um, and or, you know, beginner intermediates who are new to that chassis or new to tracking. And, you, mm-hmm. and they always ask you, well, I get emails, tons of them, like, well, what should I do uh, on my car? And while you tell me you make it safe... But the biggest thing to making a car safe is you can't run, you know, your 100,000-mile-old pads either. Yeah. Um,
1: you got to be able to stop.
0: Yeah. And, and, but they also don't want to have dedicated pads yeah. swapping back and forth at the track. That can add a lot of frustration and to you, a newer yeah, driver. Yeah, you
1: do see a lot, too. I mean, there's a lot of um, beginner drivers that will put full-on race pads on the car. Yeah. And their driving level isn't high enough to where they can actually they can't heat them heat. up. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Or, or they need that because they're on the brakes the entire yeah, time. Right? Yeah. It's, it's one or the other. So one the... thing I did
1: find interesting about your the about the track day pads, um, is that each platform, each um each application is finely tuned, right? Correct. Yeah. So the Correct. track so day it's... pad for the Corvette is a different compound than the track day pad for Correct. For the Miata. Hmm.
2: Correct. Interesting. I didn't so know that. Yeah. so and instead we actually of... getting into the, the... What we called Phase Two, which was the lightweight rear-wheel drive cars like Miatas, S two thousands, that kind of thing. Um, we actually have two compounds for them, okay? Because oh, cool. we found two different, two different uh, pads that they just they had the same heat range; they just acted differently, huh? And they seem to suit two different types of drivers or a front and rear offset, okay? Uh, so track day, our our regular track day, or what we call track day spec for the lightweights. Is a uh, super 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 linear modulation. i I cannot stress it's a that enough. Straight line of field. You put fifty percent huh? in, you get fifty percent out. There's there's no funny business to it. Um, really good initial bite without being grabby. Uh, excellent excellent heat resistance. Um, I still haven't been able to get them to fade, even on testing them on applications where they don't belong necessarily. Yeah. Have not been able to get them to fade. And then we have. The regular track day pad for those cars, which is a much more exponential, uh, um, you know, like pedal feel and rate. So it's a little bit softer initial bite, which works out good for the rear of a lot of cars where you want less braking initially. But when you hit the hooks, you may want want it there. You really want it there. So uh, we've got guys playing around with combinations. They really really like them. And we had really good luck with them in uh, Spec Miata Racing. Um, we had a set that ran at the June sprints last year. Um, Timmy Magbeer. Yeah, up at Road America. Yeah, Timmy yeah. Magenbeer drove a rented car that he had other problems with. Um, one set of pads for all of his um, practicing and the whole weekend of racing and he, he said that there was still room left on him and
0: um, I yeah, mean spec me out they're a little tougher on pads because it's an OEM size brake. And those cars are not slow when they're really pedaled hard. But no, and I mean at Road um, America,
2: you know that's a big yeah. course with some deep braking zones. Yeah, but that's
0: the course to eat at
2: brakes too. It's one of them. And he did he did fairly well too, especially being out of out of competitive racing. You know, for, he had um, yeah. some well not even that he had electrical problems oh, that really? forced him to qualify and in, in start in position twelve. Okay, um, but you know he drives through traffic very well i think is an <laughs> understatement um and he was running up with jim drago and you know the rest of those guys that typically dominate that kind of an event right yeah. and ended up finishing third or fourth for the weekend i mean not bad not a bad really, yeah. for pads and not a rented bad. car yeah, and yeah for those
1: of you that don't know timmy actually won the what the 2010 tdi cup
2: uh i don't know 2009 Yeah, it was one of those one of those one of them yeah yeah Yeah, he's a very accomplished young driver very accomplished i mean he's got a lot of cart wins to his uh to his name too right um some skip barber stuff uh usf 2000 he had his own car he ran as a privateer i didn't know that
1: yeah awesome
2: yeah yeah no he's he's not new to racing God, I hate him even more now. Yeah, I know. I was talking to him, and talking to him to at it. our last event, and he was all like,
0: Yeah, I did this, and I did that. I'm like, What the heck? Where? You look like you're about 19 and a half. Why, why are you coming to Grid oh Life, my gosh. bro?
2: Well, the worst part is that, you know, you you go and you turn some laps, and what you think was your fastest lap, he goes out and he puts a second and a half, yeah. and then two seconds on. Those pro like, drivers. Like, oh, yeah, you are a professional driver, aren't you? Yeah, they tend yeah. to be annoying. But the yeah, Tom he, Gorman effect. He had a really. Really good time driving that pad um, on the spec car that he rented last year, and he's building a spec car. I just talked to his dad two days ago. Okay. Um, and we're going to be supporting that car this year cool. with pads and rotors and whatnot. Awesome. you going
1: to be campaigning it in SCCA?
2: Yeah. Um, I think they're going to run six-plus races this okay. year. A lot of majors races, of course. And the runoffs, I assume. Yeah. I, I'm, I think that's the goal. Okay.
0: Yeah. Indy runoffs is a goal for a lot of people. I should make it my goal. I'm still waffling, but I should do it. Yeah. I mean, There's a lot to do this year, though. It, it'll you got to finish that season. car first. a lot to do this year, yeah. Um, well, the, yeah, the, the track day crowd is, is one. I mean, we talk to a lot of track day people every week here, um, and I just think it's a cool option because um, a lot of people think, oh, I need to upgrade. I need to buy those $290-whatever pads, and then I swap them out at the track. And for a lot of people, you don't need that. You know, if you're driving, you know, an OEM-ish level car, especially, uh, this is a really good option for driving to the track, running it, and... um, Yeah,
2: you know, and it's not... I'm not going to say that it's the one pad they should run all the time. You know, a lot of guys have tried to, and then they complain that they make noise. It's like, yes, if you don't heat them up, they glaze (laughs) over and they make noise. But if you don't want to be wrenching on the grass out at at an event, wrench in your garage, you know, take... Take a, a full night. That's you know. Have a beer. <laughs> Get your car set Listen up. Listen to Slip Angle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Listen to Slip Angle. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the dulcet
0: tones of Adam
1: Drive
2: Western to the Cabers. track. You know, have a good weekend. Drive home, and then at your leisure, change the pads. Yeah, back. but yeah. you
0: don't need to change them because it's gonna rust the wheels away on the way, uh, afterward. No, and it's that's
2: a... so. Uh, there's a lot of happy, happy accidents that came along with this pad, and one of them is that it's a track pad, and it does dust. Yeah. Um, unlike a lot of our other products, which are fairly dust-free, the thing that we've found though is that you can leave that dust on the wheels for weeks, and it washes away with water. So it's your low metallic
1: compound? I guess.
2: Yeah, it's a carbon fiber metallic. Okay. They're, it's That's, very yeah, it's low. It's not a straight
0: iron right. kind of. Yeah, no, there's and,
1: there's some that you'll yeah. get you'll get on the wheels, and it'll rain, and they'll just rust and get yeah. baked In
2: on. In the panel. Oh yeah, Well, yeah. That's reason the concrete there. screwed that day. Yeah, we've uh, like I said, happy accident that that wasn't necessarily. Something that we were striving for, but man, you know what a, a nice cherry on top to yeah. have um, a compound that doesn't destroy your wheels.
0: I've been uh, bothering you to uh, to push for a Wilwood application for those, so you told me to write some emails. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna definitely do that. So yeah, you know, I would um, like to try them because I'm right now I'm running Hawk DTC 60s I think in the front, okay. um, and they're they're really good on a light car. Um, and the CRX, ex- yeah, except for when they have bad brake fluid. Well, no, well, that too. That was an old, <laughs> that was OEM brakes. Uh, but uh, except for like downhill braking zones, or um, if I get on them too hard, it's a lockup situation, big time. Do you
2: run the thirties um, in the back?
0: Uh, I run OEM OEM uh, metallics in the back. Really? Yeah, um, just OEM fitment. You buy the cheap semi metallics. The mm-hmm. rear of a CRX doesn't do much. You can lift it up with a torque wrench. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, that's the best balance I found, but nice. the initial lockup is something that, and I've talked to G Lock about potentially changing pads to there. Mm-hmm. I would love to try you guys if you can come up with a well fitment. So. Yeah, well, I mean, as um, a car's so light, I don't need a crazy race pad. When you're, you're, working you're right in line with the DTC stuff, in that, so.
2: in that blue, you know, not to compare it directly to only Hawk pads, but. They're popular. So yeah. that Hawk Blue DTC-60, DTC-70 range, you know, they all kind of play in the same area. They have different characteristics and different heat ranges, but they all kind of play in the same space. Yeah. And a lot of it is
0: a feel difference. I've ran blues yeah. also. I liked blues on my OEM brakes when, when I needed to run OEM calipers mm-hmm. and rotors for ITA, but now it's switched to STL. Um, I liked the blues on that. That was really, you know, almost perfect. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, they make, they make some good compounds. Um, really good compounds. They're a little bit older technology-wise, but they're tried and true they work.
1: Yeah, and sometimes, I mean, for for a lot lot of people just getting into it, too, I mean, you know, you open up other manufacturers' catalogs, and there's just so many different options, you don't know what to pick. And
2: that's something that we don't want to turn into. I had to fight to get both compounds available for, like, the Miata, Yeah, but their characteristics are so driving-style oriented that Luckily, I was able to get them to to yeah. commit to both compounds for a couple of applications. I've
0: talked to a bunch of our uh, our regular competitors and and H P D guys that um, have tried out the track day stuff, and I haven't heard any negative feedback. So, um, yeah, it uh, to me it seems like well, this might be a good platform for you to push. Let's tell people about track day pads a little bit. So
2: yeah, you know, I'd I'd love everybody to try them uh, when it comes to the Willwood stuff. Because <laughs> you work there, but you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I do have a little bit of uh, skin a skin in the A little bit of a stake in it. Well. Um, but as far as the Willwood stuff, if we do have people who run um, Blues or like um, Ray Bestus uh ST 43 ST-42. 40, 40, yeah. 43 is a little more aggressive than our Yeah, more,
0: yeah A lot of Enduro guys run that because it's real high um, life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're also... Impossible to stop when it's cold, and they're yes. hard on rotors. And...
2: Yeah, but uh, we've got guys in Corvettes that run the 43s because it's, uh, you know, they're running like a C606, and they're running 800 horse right. on a big, wide-open course, and the 43 is the right pad for them. Um, we have had a couple of guys that ran the, the track day stuff. Uh, compared to that and they're like oh yeah you know I, I think i need a little bit more braking and like you know what 800 horsepower I, it's nah. not the pad yeah. for everybody and, <laughs> yeah. and we're not billing it as
0: such yeah i mean but, that's why it's the track day pad not the race day yeah. pad. exactly right? yeah. exactly yeah when i think of a track day car i think of um a car with maybe 20 percent more power than stock maybe 30 mm-hmm. um and basic brakes like if the oem brakes are acceptable with the right pads that's to me the simple track day car, and that could a, could be driven
1: to the track. Yeah,
0: and that's like a big chunk of our track, like seventy percent of our
1: yeah. people that come to our I mean, events. Not everybody, not everybody's in the yeah. position to be yeah. able to not own multiple different AP vehicles and, and superchargers. Yeah, but. And yeah, extra I mean, sets of wheels
2: and tires. Having, I
1: having had truck and trailer and multiple sets of wheels and tires, I, I can tell you it's very refreshing going back to just having yeah. a car that you just drive to the track. That's what I did with my FRS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was to the point where I knew all my buddies were going to be at the track, so I didn't even put tools in there. I was like, oh, yeah. they'll have a jack if I need it, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, they all got yeah, toys. It's, fine. it's fine. Adam's got toe plates.
0: Yeah, no big deal. Yeah.
2: That's a really good position to be in. Uh, yeah. but, but that's a
0: big chunk of even our listeners, too. Like, they got pretty much stock cars, and they do half a dozen events a year. And it's, like, what they want to do. Um, and I know people who have tried 10 different sets of brakes, and they're all like, okay. Uh, so it's this might be a good balanced option for a lot of those cars, so. Um, yeah and it, I absolutely.
1: mean it, when you're first getting into it too you just need something that will stop and stop consistently you don't you know you can't really describe modulation and stuff like that yeah. you can't describe pedal feel you need them to be consistent but you also need to realize that you know that when the pads are starting to go away that they're really starting to go away it's not just yeah. you know
2: and to that point you know there's a lot of people who start to to tinker with the car before they tinker with their head yeah and there's a, a there's a lot more speed to be found yeah, in, in seat time mod. than there driver is mod, yeah. in, in modding, the car. In modding <laughs> yeah. the car. Yeah. So if you've got something that's good and you know has a, a result that you can replicate over and over and over. In you know, a
0: field that you can count on, you know, you got to count on that pedal being there. Yeah, um, yeah,
2: and in our case, a price that's not going to break the bank. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I mean, not you know, to we salesy, but that's, yeah. the other, that's kind know? of
0: the other reason I would like you to make Willwood fitments because the prices are really good, and it sounds <laughs> like it might be kind of the pad for my light car. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at, like, point. the Track Midwest Facebook group and, like, questions
1: that we've gotten. There's a lot of people that are really interested in, in starting to track cars, you know. Mm. People are like, oh, I drive this Outback station wagon. What do I need to buy as a, yep. you know, as a track day car? And yeah, there's a million things. like, you know, like, you could just drive your current car, yeah. you know, yeah. make sure you have good brakes,
0: good fluids, um,
1: but then just go have fun. Yeah,
0: literally yeah. almost every day I get emails through my Gridlife email. What should I buy? Yeah, like... Uh, is this car good to take on track? I've never been there, but I've been to three-year events with my friend, and I want to take my stock Subaru WRX out or whatever. Are
1: there tread on the tires? <laughs> um, Does it not leak? And, yeah. And, and really,
0: you don't need <laughs> to go stop? crazy with the brakes, but you need decent pads. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: good pads, good fluid.
0: But um, you also don't need full-on race I mean,
1: pads. Good, good pads are, are cheap insurance, A, for safety, but B, also for... You know, just the, the the cheap insurance that your weekend is going to go good. I can't yeah. tell you how many times we've had beginners come out on stock pads yep. and halfway through their first day.
0: They're going to AutoZone zone for something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: which has been great. You know, you guys have brought out a, a lot of different brake fitments of track day pads to all of the events. We
2: try to.
0: Yeah,
1: so if beginners have any issues or even intermediates. Yep. Uh, if they have issues with brakes, you know, yeah, a lot of times they're able to get and this something year, from you.
2: We've uh, we've started to work with some of the other brands or retailers that have, you know, brought their their stuff out to Grid Life. Um, so there will be other retailers out there that have them available. Okay. Um, some of them are also shops in their own right, and you know, I can't speak for them, but I think that for the guy that maybe doesn't have tools that. Yeah. You know, maybe some of these other guys can help them get them on there. You know, and yeah. make their weekend a little more successful. Yeah. And
0: how how, uh, how exactly can you uh, buy them? Can you buy them just as pads, or is it a full setup? Uh, so break we've got roters, everything.
2: Three options. Um, and as we talked about earlier, offline mm-hmm. there was there's going to be some changes in the program um, coming, which doesn't change applications. It just changes kind of the parts that are in there and the price point. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the kits will be coming down in price. Because we're going to be taking the coated rotor that guys may not need out of those kits and putting in a blank rotor, like a lot of guys are going to the auto zone and buying cheap stuff yeah. um, that may not be of the highest quality. You know, our, our blank rotors are the same quality rotor that our drilled and slotted coated rotor is. It just doesn't have all the frills, right So we're going to start moving those in. But the best way to find it, uh, go to powerstop.com, put in your vehicle into the vehicle selector and it'll tell you whether or not we make track day for it Um, and you can buy them as a pad as a kit or as a track day plus kit if someone needs to do a regular brake job too you can buy track day pads that are paired with one of our z26 kits that gives you our carbon fiber ceramic street pad a drilled and slotted coated rotor all in one box everything you need for the whole year for the most part yeah
0: Nah. Uh, and if so, and if you guys don't have a fitment for somebody, uh, should they write in and bother someone at PowerStop? Yes, that?
2: use the contact form. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to regret saying this, but it does go straight to me. <laughs> it goes straight to me. So because right. tomorrow I'm going to email you too. <laughs> Fill it out. Yeah, every day. Yeah. email you know, them every day. If hey, there's Chris. people that are hey, looking Chris. for hey, a good, um, you know, competitively priced had for a Willwood or StopTech, You know, a lot of the, the big break stuff, and we don't play in the big break space. It's yeah. not our thing. You know, we play in OE Fitment, right? but we've got a really good compound, and if there are people who want to see this compound available for their big break kits, you know, write me emails. Um, write the company emails. Write someone else emails yeah. the company. <laughs> I would um, imagine
0: it's a small... Uh... It's a small subset of brake sales, especially when you're dealing with OEM remanufacture stuff. But it's, yeah, uh, you and know. I mean,
2: track day in general, you know, if it accounts for a couple percent of our yeah. of our yeah. sales, you right. know, it's more of a halo program. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you, and a fun program for me and, and all, exactly the, job all the it, all the people that go to fun. the track typically yeah.
0: have, uh, you know, they have six family of friends that they maintain their vehicles for, so... Uh, yeah, I yeah, think I have a dozen people whose yeah. brakes I've done work yeah, on. Yeah, once you've
2: become known as the mechanic so, in the family yeah, that's or the, the problem. group of Don't friends... Don't tell your yeah. aunt that you do work <laughs> on cars. Yeah, and that's, you know, outside of track day, our, our regular stuff is the most complete kits you'll find on the market for absolutely everything. Our truck and tow kits, I swear by them. Um, you know, I've got a Jeep on 37s that I've never wanted for more brakes ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, your
0: Jeep's pretty rad out there. Thanks. I've always liked that Jeep. Thanks. And you wheel it across the country all the time. I do. Yeah, I'm You're going prepping, to Moab soon again. I'm you
2: prepping said? for Easter Jeep Safari in April, okay. and between now and then, I have to push the rear axle back eight inches. Oh, that's and cut open, the body out. No nice. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be more of a buggy by the middle of summer than anything. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. And I daily it drive no? it. Yeah. 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 I bought it. Um, what are you going to
0: do while you're doing the fab work?
2: July, uh, oh, I'll I'll do the. Hertz? <laughs> I'll do the <laughs> enterprise. No, I've got. I have a daily. Well, not a daily driver. I have a backup car, but yeah. I will. I'll do the body work overnight, one night. Okay, cool. Um, and then that the is a Jeep, so. in one weekend, hopefully. That's so
1: rad. Chris is kind of like me, though. He has car ADD. He's always posting, like, search for the new daily driver yeah. on Facebook. Yeah.
2: Yeah, ultimate daily driver yep. is uh, my hashtag. Yep. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, there's since, some awesome
0: since stuff. we recently stuff. became Facebook friends, I've seen a few. Uh,
2: oh, yeah. there's have to you
0: a little bit, and i thought, <laughs> <laughs> wow, this just I do, dude really plays with cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some weird stuff He's got the bug, just like me.
2: Uh, but yeah, you know, powerstop.com. Yeah. You find pretty much everything. Cool.
1: Um, and you guys have, have become increasingly more involved in a lot of different motorsport stuff, too. So I know, like, uh, after SEMA, I came out to um, to Optima Ultimate Streetcar yeah. Challenge. Yep. And yep. you guys were, so were sponsoring the. Um, yeah,
2: we sponsor the Speed Stop yeah. Challenge over there. Yeah. Um, we had the opportunity last year to come in as the sponsor of what is, I think, one of the most unique. Um, competitions or part of a competition. You know, that speed stop is for the most part a drag launch on dirty pavement. Um, a 300 foot drag race to slow down to make two tight left or right corners to go through a lane change to accelerate to stop in a, a 20 by 40 box. Um, and for the guys who have really got it figured out, it, it becomes exciting because of you know where timing starts and stops. They know that really getting into the box as quick as possible is all that matters. It doesn't yeah. matter where you stop in the box, it matters that you break that edge of the box the as beam. soon as possible. Yep. So they're accelerating to the very last minute, and I mean, they're sliding to within millimeters of the cones. It's to me, it's it's fun.
1: one of the most fun uh, parts of that event to spectate.
2: It really I is. is. Well, you I got to, to see it at, <laughs> at Las Vegas yeah. where we do that event on the roval there. Yeah. Well, it's an oval. We make it into a roval a yeah. little bit, but the the banking there makes it really exciting another good one if you can make it out is the ncm motorsports park okay because we do the speed stop on a part of the road course oh nice and there is um there's uh one know, of the 27 turns like an off camber you come over a rise and then you kind of drift away to the left and it's a little downhill as you're turning right downhill left turn right so yeah it's off camber yeah
1: yeah, it's, that sounds awesome. It it reminds me of like one of the licensing training drills for like PlayStation or for, yeah. for Gran Turismo. <laughs> or, that or is, or is the best description I've
2: heard, yeah. especially for millennials yeah. who may not have been out to an event like this. It's exactly what it is. It's yeah. one of those <laughs> weird really cool. yeah. training drills where it it makes a lot of sense, especially for us. You know, it's it's a lot of cold and hot braking. Yeah. Um, I it, mean, a you have a to control bit.
1: the car too. Like it, at Vegas. You know, there are a lot of the high-horsepower cars that if you got in the throttle a little too soon on the banking, they're getting pretty loose. Um, yeah, but you also have to gauge your stopping distance and know how yeah. fast you're going, know how much space you have, and, and well, really yeah, that's have to yeah, it. The crazy
2: thing about that particular course is when you make what they call the lane change, which is a chicane for the most part, um, there you're coming off the bank, you're making that lane change to the left, but as you're coming off the banking, you're also having to get on the brakes. Yeah. Uh, I've got some good pictures of cars looping <laughs> straight through there and through the timing equipment. Yeah, you know, yeah. I remember there was that one out. when I was
1: out there that that just completely he hit the. I think the flags were held by like a um,
2: oh, water, uh, water. The yeah, yeah,
1: and
0: the
2: water just went everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That'll happen. <laughs> it, it sounds great. like that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun one to watch. It does yeah. seem
0: like you'd have to be perfect and you'd have to really know your car in that specific scenario. Um, how how long how long does it take somebody to figure out? That you, does everybody blow a run on that?
2: You know, it depends on who you are. Danny Pop is a big competitor there, yeah. um, and obviously he's a rock star of a driver, and he knows that corvette really oh, yeah. well yeah. i mean that's he's
0: coming out to our, is, our april event yeah, yeah he, he
1: called me <laughs> yeah he called me uh he's last out to week mid ohio yeah, yeah. really yeah. he called me last oh, week about the uh the floor on his corvette yep um because yeah, they're me,
0: yeah sent us the email about with pictures you know, they, they change it to a steel floor so it doesn't light on fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah the original like, one's like a what a it's balsa a, wood yeah, foam wood or whatever yeah
2: he's he's an animal he's been on the show what twice
1: uh, he's been on the show once. once. I did a full episode with him. Yeah, it was like a two-hour show though. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so. for the,
2: for the guys who really know their cars, um, it's pretty quick. But I mean, that series is more about you know it's an everybody, every man series, and it's fun watching because it's a hot lap situation. You yep. sit and you run as many times as you can before your half of the day there is yeah. done, and you go over to autocross. So watching people progress and figure out, a lot of them are figuring out the brakes to their car. In a situation that you cannot replicate, you'll never replicate it on a track. Right. Um, yeah, and watching that situation. progression is a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're involved in uh, Optima, Grid Life. Uh, we're working on a deal with um, a high profile drifter. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, a guy who's into having fun, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Um, work with him this year a little we bit. We like that. Okay. Guy. He's cool. I like that guy too. <laughs> He's fun. And then
1: last year, you guys were doing something in Bond around, weren't you?
2: Oh uh, well, we've been. That's thank you. We're we're actually the official pad of all the school cars at Bondurant. We have been since um, late 2014. Okay. What are the, what are the so, current school cars there? Current school cars are Mopar. So, okay. Yeah, I thought they so went from Vipers the, and Vipers, Challengers, Chargers, Fiat 124. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I, I was Maybe just Ferrari's? talking to the guys out there. I want to. I'm going to go out and <laughs> do the us. the Fiat course. Okay. That's a really that Fiat trackside course is really unique in that you get out there. You do your drills. You do some on course stuff in day two. They take you out and you you run the canyons. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's that's a road rail. Cool. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. It's entirely unique. And uh, so,
1: do you guys have an application for that 124 Spider yet?
2: The Fiat is the only one that we don't okay. currently have on the okay. cars, but we'll be. Because I think soon. that's that's it, probably the
1: same as the Indy Miata, it right? Might be.
2: The brakes. I don't believe it is actually. It isn't?
0: huh? They did change a interesting bunch of stuff. I mean, okay. it changed the engine, obviously. Yeah, but. yeah. Engine,
2: okay. uh, rear end ratio. Mm-hmm. I know is different. It might,
0: maybe it is, but maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have Crazy to see, Italians. But okay.
2: I, I know that we will be as soon as we have the pad out. They'll be. I mean, they'll get the first order of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, and they're old Corvettes. Um, and the CTSV that they had and the SSs that they had, we provided those. They're
0: all running yours. That's,
2: I, mean, I mean, that's a
1: pretty good testament to the product
0: right there. Yeah. yeah Especially and a, and a lot of those drivers have never really done much track stuff. No. Uh, you and to a, a, they, a Corvette. They've had
2: really, really good success with our brakes. You on said that, really on the low cracking
0: uh, rate on uh, rotors, too. Huh? We do. Like super low with them.
2: Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the drilled and slotted rotors that we provide them, they, you know, if you if you beat up or if you beat up any rotor enough, it's going to crack. Well, Planks, it's, it's a crack lot of it time. is a matter
0: of heat cycles. You can only correct. cycle steel so much. But
2: correct. And we've had really good luck with our drilled and slotted product out there on the school cars. Um, they don't crack as often as people, you know, would would like to think they do. And for most people that are much lighter on their car, you know, they don't want to break their car. Might be
0: years' worth of track abuse.
2: There there absolutely could be. You know, we've got some guys in California that are running endurance C5 Corvettes on our drilled and slotted. Wow. That
0: that floors me. I can't believe that.
2: Yeah. Uh, Went from running a very aggressive Cobalt pad, I believe. It was cracking blanks. XR1 or XR2, I guess. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Cracking blanks every two or three sessions. Wow. To he did not crack a single rotor all of last year. Drilled and slotted on our track day pad. Wow,
1: wow! Is then, that a combination of, of the pads and then the metallurgy of the of the yeah. rotors? Yeah, or they they, if it's they a good work really well steel together. together. Rotor, right, yeah,
0: it's,
2: it is. Yeah, and they're. Um, it, I, I've all, ran
0: some bad rotors and cracked them immediately. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, sometimes you just get you buy the better ones and they just yeah. last longer.
2: But yeah, I mean the the metal it's made out of makes yeah. a big difference. All of our stuff is G three thousand, which may or may not mean something to people, but it's you yeah. know all. Pretty strict quality control, um, and you know we know that nobody nobody's perfect. <laughs> so if if somebody does have a problem, um, I can tell you from the inside that you know we support the product uh, 100%. So if you've I'm i was glad that you came
0: out because uh, to, tonight because we're planning on recording some shows. But I just I've always thought it's a, for the last year I thought it was a pretty cool idea because breaks are kind of the thing that screw people up their first couple of years of tracking. They either go overkill or underkill, or they just spend way too much money and are never happy with it. And I just think it's a great option right in the middle of the road for a lot of those cars. So,
2: Yeah, uh, thanks. We, uh, cool. We're um, hoping to, to grow the program this year and grow with Gridlife and yeah. everybody else.
0: Yeah, we're uh, looking forward to hoping to work with you this year. it yeah.
1: be super fun. Yeah, where Absolutely. can people find uh, Power Stop on social media?
2: Uh, Facebook, Instagram. We do have a Twitter account that as the social media guy, I have to say I do neglect it a little bit. Not that I don't monitor it, but it doesn't get the same love that Instagram and Facebook get. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't
1: know, you might want to start monitoring <laughs> our Trump in office. Yeah. Of you can do a shout out. He
2: might do a <laughs> shout out.
1: He might grab him by the fist. <laughs> oh boy. You can have uh, you can have power stop brakes on the uh, presidential limo.
2: I don't even want to know what the process is to get
0: any, any component
2: on any government vehicle like that. Uh, That's
0: probably true. Military might be a good uh, thing I'd want to sell to. I wouldn't want to sell to the guy who specs out the presidential limo. It just seems like it's a lot of waivers to sign. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's the last place you want your product to <laughs> potentially fail or not live up to very the standard true. that they're hoping for. very
0: true. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's the what's the sites for, for checking out PowerStop Fitments and uh, and retailers and stuff like that?
2: Uh, PowerStop.com. Like I said, you pick your vehicle, go through, you'll see a matrix of all the parts that we make for it. You click on it, and there's a, a like a where to buy button next to every one of them. It'll pop open with all the retailers that carry that part number click on the retailer that you trust or that you think has the best price Mm -hmm. um, and it goes right through to that product on their page we try to make it as easy as possible Um, you know we we don't sell directly to the public but we we try and make that process as easy as possible seems to be
1: the philosophy over there just like uh, you know track day brake pads yeah try and make it as easy as possible
2: it's It's, uh, a company
0: doing cool stuff and they're based right in Chicago yeah uh, out of the U.S. so yeah Uh, and it's, it's a good fit for a lot of the people listening so I hope I'll check so. them out. So, yeah, cool,
2: so. Uh, Trackdaybreaks.com? Oh, uh, we'll stick with powerstop.com. We okay. do have, we have trackdaybreaks.com. It's undergoing some changes. So, okay. Um, lots of places to buy your stuff. Lot, there's lots of other places <laughs> to buy it, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Maybe I'll come on again when, when yeah. Trackday Breaks is you know, ready. Yeah, we'll have to do launch. a show at an event. Yeah, we'll grab yeah.
0: you at another event. We do. Yeah, we'll go sit on top of the stacker. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys did bring a huge stacker trailer to Good Life South. That, rigged, that uh, man. But, uh, I do appreciate all the waters that you brought also. we were I was obviously working right next to the tra- stacker trailer at Grid a lot, and it was nice to be able to grab cool yeah, water. For yeah. those
1: of you that, uh, that don't know what Adam's talking about, uh, the guys at PowerStop actually had a golf cart with a cooler on the back of it just saying, free waters, take one, and they were just driving all around the yeah, park. You guys gave away, like... <laughs>
2: Three two, pallets. Two pallets. Two pallets. Two pallets. Like big, like five foot <laughs> tall pallets. pallets. Yes. Yes. Two two yeah. pallets of water that ended up on your trailer. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them did.
0: Yes. Uh,
2: oh yeah. No, I we, I went to Sam's oh, Club of them. and you brought them down. Yeah, yeah. And brought them down. Um, and it I won. went home
0: with, with yeah. like the last two um, the last two bundles. Cases. Really Cases. nice. <laughs> we tracked like a whole case on the ride. Right. We're so dehydrated.
2: <laughs> nice. I I honestly think that we only ended up leaving. There wasn't many.
0: You guys were packing up and, and maybe like
2: fifteen total cases of water. It was water. hot.
0: You gave away a lot of water. We gave
2: we gave away a lot. Yeah, the grid but life I mean,
0: the grid life one car trailer got like maxed out to its weight rating with these pallets of water.
2: <laughs> I have pictures. Yeah, the jeep too because we towed it with yeah. my two door. Yeah, regular, I see him
0: pulling into was... the paddock. I'm like, dude, I just bought that trailer. It's <laughs> exactly exact words on the axle. I just... <laughs> He's Got like 4,000 pounds on, or like 5,000 pounds
2: on my 5,000 pound turbo. It wasn't, I figured it out. It was only like 3,300. Yeah, yeah. It, it does
0: have two 3,500 pound axles, so yeah. you're
2: fine. But. Yeah, the, the Jeep was feeling it. Though. I believe that. <laughs> Can't imagine, uh,
0: especially with those tall tires. You gotta like change. You changed all your gear ratios. You probably didn't have much.
2: Uh, well, least, off the line with that. At least they, you didn't yeah.
1: have to tow it up the hill at Road Atlanta out of the paddock. I think
2: you, I think Not you did. Not out of the paddock. No, but coming in, I had to go down and then On up the brakes, big hill. Yeah, yeah. The big dip oh to get, yeah, that's you right. It into,
0: into pro paddock. Yeah, that's when you just go
1: out of my way. I'm carrying yeah. momentum.
2: Oh yeah, it was a
0: good time. Yeah, a lot was, of water. It was a lot of water. Thousands and thousands of bottles. Yeah, hey, thank thank you for that, by the way. Need to from, stay hydrated. from us and everybody yeah, that for, attended. Especially the event. for everyone in Grid who was drinking a lot of water. We appreciate that. We filled like entire uh, 55-gallon drums just with PowerStop water.
2: Well, that's <laughs> but, good. We're good to see that people appreciate it. Yeah, it was we'll uh, much-needed hydration at uh, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, we really appreciate the support you've uh, you've given us with GridLife, and uh, thanks for coming to the show, man. Yeah, thanks so. for having me on. Appreciate it. Sweet. All right. I need some water right now. Speaking of which, I've, yeah, I know. After all of our shows, I've been getting so dry with the stupid cold, but dry don't like a desert. Yeah. So, all right, man. All we'll, right. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good luck with the uh, chopping your Jeep apart. <laughs> Thank you. Well we'll, uh, yeah. we'll we'll shoot some pictures and maybe walk around video this summer yeah. when you get it all done. Yeah, I'll keep you updated. Uh, right. Right. All right, Brad. Thanks.